They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menswar. First things first, I'ma say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way the things are. I was told there'd be dragons. I'm sorry? I was told there'd be dragons. There's no dragons. I was told there'd be dragons. Second thing, second, don't you tell me what you think that I can be. I'm the one at the sale, I'm the master of my own sea. I don't see any dragons. I'm sorry? I don't. Are you still looking for dragons was, in the middle of my song? I was told there'd be dragons. Should There's I just net. imagine them? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us here on TTR. Yeah, that's what we call it because that's what the cool kids call it. Plus, is a lot of words. It is. You know, this is where we, um, we try to give you some life-changing advice. And whether or not you take it, well, that's up to you. So we hope that you enjoy it, and uh, we're going to give it to you for uh, about 30 minutes or so. <laughs> you have become cynical and angrier over the last month. Each one. Each one. You're like, you will like what we're doing. And hey, you, you know just... what? <laughs> and now you're projecting onto me. I, I understand. Uh, you know, maybe they want us to come and do a certified rock star for them. I'm not even sure everybody knows what Certified Rockstar is. We probably don't talk about that enough. What is Certified Rockstar? Well, Certified Rockstar is where Jim and I come and do half-day, full-day, multi-day trainings, depending on what it is. We go through things like aligning personal values with organizational values. We talk about company culture. We talk about providing Rockstar service. Um, it's really a full day's training uh, in most cases, and it's it's amazing. People have this entire sort of concert-like experience. Yep. They walk out with their, uh, the cer- certificate that says they're a certified Rockstar. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just not your ho-hum, you know, white lab coat, suit and tie, three-piece suit training that that many have gone through in the past. We like to try to amp it up, keep it fun, uh, edutaining, as we like to say. Yeah. And, um, you know, honestly, bang for the buck, I don't think there's anything else out there that can compete. No, there's not. And we've done several of the half day, a couple of the full day as well. And uh, I know that we're going to do a probably a multi-day mastermind later on in the year. So we're excited about that. Now that you said that, I'm jazzed about it. You should be. Because I'm part of it? Because you get to spend half day or full day with me. <laughs> Listen, Thoughts That Rock supports Cannonball Kids Cancer oh, yeah. in their fight uh, to provide options for kids who've been told they have run out of options. This is an amazing organization. Please go check them out online at cannonballkidscancer.org. We love those guys. Yeah. Hey, listen, we know how busy you are, too. And it doesn't really matter what's going on in your life. Maybe you not. Know, if Maybe you not. think about trying to just meditate or do some yoga or just find 30 minutes just somewhere where you can sort of carve out a little bit of time that's what we try and Mm do on this podcast and so it honestly doesn't even matter what you're doing right now you could be i don't know fixing an electrical line 
Or you could be weaving some macrame. I can't figure this out. Or maybe you're driving upstate in a U-Haul. It doesn't matter. We just want to be the 30 minutes that you've been looking forward to all week. Brant, let's do this. Let's do this. Boo-boo. Our guest today is Damon West, who is an amazing motivational speaker and best-selling author, especially when you hear about his very powerful story. Damon, first off, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Hey, thanks a lot, Jim, for having me. Jim Brand, I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to come out and talk to your people. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, we're, we're the ones that are honored. Thank you. And, and Brand, I don't know if you know this, but I met Damon basically through a podcaster friend of ours, uh, a guy named Trey Downs, who has a uh, podcast himself called Your Superior Self. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Damon talks and writes about overcoming some of the challenges that he's had in his childhood um, and also some uh, some bouts with drug addiction. And I know he'll want to go into some of that. But, you know, he, he sort of puts all this in his book, The Change Agent, How a Former College Quarterback Sentenced to Life in Prison Transformed His World. Mm. It's a mouthful, but let me tell you, this autobiography that he wrote, it was published three years after he got out of this uh, Texas maximum security prison where he was sentenced to 65 years. So again, you know, just his story is amazing. He also co-wrote the best-selling book, The Coffee Bean, A Simple Lesson to Create Positive Change, which he co-wrote with acclaimed author John Gordon. We love him. Yeah. And of course, you know, our audience is used to this. You can see you know, Damon's entire bio in the show notes. But, you know, today, I think in addition to just being a great speaker, I I found this interesting. He's a legal assistant at a Texas law firm and an adjunct professor of criminal justice at the University of Houston. So it's amazing that he's doing this, you know, based off of what he's uh, what he's gone through. And and I'm sure, Damon, you know, you probably have some pretty interesting Q&A's, you know, at the end of your sessions. I'm sure your story just sort of resonates with a lot of people. Absolutely, man. You know, the um, the story itself, it, it's one of those things. It's 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 one of those things. God has opened a lot of doors for me, but I tell people all the time, you've got free will. You have to make some choices. Yeah. You've got to meet him way. So, man, I'm ready to share this story with your people. Yeah, we're excited. We are so excited about that. And listen, you, you know the deal versus the traditional podcast interview style that you probably have heard elsewhere. We, we sort of skip through that and, uh, and get right to this awesome piece of advice. So you're ready to share it. We're ready to hear it, my friend. The floor is open. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock. The thought that rocks for me was given to me in Dallas County Jail by another inmate that I named Mr. Jackson. And Mr. Jackson told me, go be a coffee bean. Go be a coffee bean. You had me at coffee, so let's <laughs> let me hear the rest of this. This is awesome. So, so when people hear "be a coffee bean," they don't know the backstory. They're like, "What? What does that mean? Why would I want to be a coffee bean?" Right? I mean, but so, you know, I just been sentenced to life in prison, sixty-five years in prison, and uh, my parents have a talk with me right after the the sentencing hearing, and uh, you know, my my parents ask me, Hey, look, you know, here's the one thing we ask of you, you come back as the man we raise or don't come back at all. No gangs, no tattoos. You come back as the person that you truly have the potential to be. And so, and I agree to that, but that's easier to, to agree to than, than really knowing the reality. I've never been to prison before. Yeah. And so I'm going around Dallas County jail and I'm asking all these other guys that have been to prison, how am I going to survive prison? You know, and every guy, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, they're all telling me the same thing. Man, you're 33 years old. You have to get into a gang. You're a gang recruiting age. The only way you can survive is with a gang, you know? Wow. 
But Mr. Jackson, man, Mr. Jackson was the sole dissenter of all the voices in there. And he pulled me aside one day. He was always smiling. Mr. Jackson was in his 60s, been to prison four or five times, real seasoned convict, but a real positive guy. Mm-hmm. So he pulls me aside. And he says, hey, you know, listen, Wes, you don't have to listen to these idiots. He said, but but understand that, you know, it's going to be hard what you're about to go through because race runs the entire institution. He said, so, you know, you'll have to do a lot of fighting, the white gangs first, the black gangs next. He said, but you will survive. He said, so and he gave me this analogy. He said, I want you to imagine prison as a pot of boiling water. He said, anything we put in that pot of boiling water is going to be changed by the heat and the pressure inside that pot. Mm. He said, I want to put three things in that pot of boiling water and watch how they change. A carrot, an egg, and a coffee bean. So he goes goes through the whole thing. He said, first things first, Wes, if I put a carrot into a pot of boiling water, we call prison. He said, what happens to the carrot? And I told him it turns soft, Mr. Jackson. And he said, that's right. He said, the carrot goes into prison hard. But the water prison changes that carrot, turns him soft. He said the carrot gets beat, he gets robbed, he gets raped, and he may get killed. He said, you do not want to be the carrot in prison. Hmm. He said, what about the egg? And I said, well, the egg turns hard, Mr. Jackson, like a hard-boiled egg. And he said, that's right. He said, the egg has a hard outer shell, which physically protects the egg. He said, but inside, the egg is not okay because it's soft liquid core. His heart becomes hardened. He says, West, if your heart becomes hardened, you're incapable of giving or receiving love. He said, if you're incapable of giving or receiving love, you have become institutionalized and you do not come back as someone your parents recognize because your eggshell has swastikas tattooed all over it. Wow. And he said, what about the coffee bean? You know, Brent, I didn't know what a coffee bean did in boiling water. And, and so I told him, I said, I don't know, Mr. Jackson. And he laughed at me. You know, he said, you know, for. For a college boy, you're not too smart because all that education, <laughs> all that education I have is going to do me nothing where I'm going. So, and he says, Wes, if I put a coffee bean into that pot of warm water we call prison, he said, now you got to change the name of the water to coffee. He said, the coffee bean, the smallest of these three things, he said, small like you, Wes, had the power to change the entire atmosphere inside that pot. He said, everybody in life puts out energy, negative or positive. He said, whatever kind of energy you put out, you attract back. It's called the law of attraction. He said, so if you want to walk around with a frown on your face and a mean mug all the time because you want to look hard, he said, what you're actually going to do is attract that same kind of inmate. Mm-hmm. He said, and they're be a very dangerous, even deadly endeavor. He said, but Wes, if you walk around that prison with a smile on your face and you let those guys know they're not getting you, no matter what they do, they're not getting to you. He said, you will change that prison from the inside out. He said, the best part about it is the other coffee beans in prison, the other positive inmates will find you because of your energy. Hmm. And that's when Mr. Jackson told me that last piece of advice. Go out there and go be a coffee bean. I so that, love this thought. I love this thought. Honestly, man, that, that is like <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm stunned. It is yeah. such an incredible analogy. Um, so I, it's so much better than where I thought he was going to go. So, so <laughs> great. You know, so my question, Damon, is this, how did that change your life? Well, the first thing, that's a very good question because I mean, saying, Hey, look, you know, you've got this coffee bean, this fable, this analogy, this allegory, you've got this coffee bean thing right here. So what do you do with it? You know? So when I got to prison, the first couple months, and this is very well detailed in the change agent. First couple months were brutal. It was it was very hard. Fighting the white gangs first, the black gangs next, and I'm on the basketball court earning respect because everything's about race in there. And, mm-hmm. and so I go out there where I'm trying to earn some respect. And after that, you know, one real big fight happens in the shower, and and I've got to beat this guy. It's, it's a fight to the death for, with, and I beat him with a fan motor. 
Um, and I didn't kill him, thank God. But the thing about it is, at the end of those two months, the violence stopped. They allowed me to exist in there, but I had a real problem on my hands because I had become that egg. Yeah. You know, when Mr. Jackson gave me the analogy, one of the things I asked him, I said, Mr. Jackson, what do you find more of inside of a prison? And without hesitation, he told me eggs. He said, the egg is a natural evolution of a human being inside an environment you're about to go into. He said, we are not made to withstand what you're about to go through. He said, you'll probably become the egg, too. And, you know, at two months, I had a problem. I was becoming the egg, and I didn't want to be the egg. Yeah. I did not want to be the egg. I was mad at I was mad at God. I was mad. I was mad at Jackson, man. You give me this fable, but you don't give me an instruction booklet, you know? So yeah. I had to figure it out. And, and, and this is the thing about it. The coffee bean thing gave me hope going in that, hey, look, this says I have a modicum of control over what I'm about to go through because there's an element of it that I can affect. And, and that's where I had to get back down to because I had to start over with the change in a belief system. You know, you have to, in order to make a big change in life, you have to change the way you think first because the thinking is what goes before everything. Right. And so I had to, I had to change the way I think. I had to start thinking of prison as a, not as a punishment, but as an opportunity, mm -hmm. an opportunity to work on myself 24 hours a day, seven days a week with all the time in the world to become that best version of myself. You know, my friend Dabo Sweeney, he'll often say you yeah. can bloom when you plant it. And blooming where you're planted is exactly what I did. I mean, I grew more inside of a maximum security penitentiary in seven years and three months than I ever did the first 33 years I was free. And that's because my mind changed. And with that, I understood that the power to change any situation you're in is within you. These outside influences don't matter because what they are is they're, they're there. They're static. They're noise sometimes. But if a maximum security penitentiary in the state of Texas, one of the hardest penitentiaries I'll put up against anywhere in the country where I did my time, if that wasn't, you know, something that could stop me from growing, then nothing can stop you from growing, too, in your life. And that's the message I bring out there to people is that, you know, we all have the power to change our change our life and turn it around. But we have to dig deep for that to not allow those outside influences. People, you know, people want to talk about right now about politics, how negative it is. And, and I'm not going to say it's not negative. Mm -hmm. it's, it's terribly negative. But that shouldn't affect your life. Your life is not driven by what other people do. Your life is driven by what you do, how you think, how you say, how you feel. Those are the four things you control, what you think, what you say, what you feel, what you do. Yeah. And if you allow other people to control that, you know, I tell people all the time that I meet more people out here in the free world that are locked up by their thoughts and by their things than I ever did meet whenever I was locked up in prison. I, I meet more people out here that are locked up than people that are, you know, behind steel bars and, and barbed wire and concrete. Yeah. You know, more people are imprisoned in the free world because once you're in prison of your mind, that's a hard place to get out of. And yeah. that's where the coffee bean comes in. You know, it's funny. First off, your story is amazing. It's super inspirational. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about stimulus and response on our show as well for this exact reason. You know, there's always that space in between. Some people don't think that stuff happens to them and they just feel like they automatically react. Well, that that's the rest of the animal kingdom. We do have this thing that you talked about, which is free will. You get to choose. There's always a choice to decide and no one's going to act and behave the same. And so, you know, I've also shared in the past that uh, my brother is incarcerated for life. He's in prison, you know, for something that he did 15 years ago. But, you know, knowing that this is the rest of his life is going to be in there. He's, by the way, got no chance of parole he's changed. You know, he's got a stronger faith. He certainly is more remorseful. 
Uh, but he stayed true to his values. You know, it's funny to say that because he did make a mistake, but staying secure in the rest of his values, it helped keep him, I think, a sane person while he's in prison. He certainly hasn't had to go through some of the stuff that you went through in prison. Um, you know, and again, I'm sure, you know, that that story of, of having to fight somebody like that, that is, uh, that's horrendous. But you've come out the other side. And now, yeah, I would guess not just writing the book, but being able to share your story with other people, whether it's in the corporate world. I don't know. Do you get a chance to go back into prisons and, and have this conversation? I wonder what that's like. Do people get uh, frustrated or do they get, uh, you know, inspired by you? What What is that like when you go back into a, a facility like that? That's a great question. You know, and I, and I do. I get to go to prisons a lot. And one of the things I've done, you know, so the, the book, The Coffee Bean, you know, last August, I was sitting in my office right here at this law firm and I get a phone call from John Gordon. And, you know, it's John Gordon. The other yeah. Time. My God, you know, I'm a, I'm a small time motivational speaker. My first book hasn't come out, so I'm not even a published author yet, but I've got John Gordon on the phone. So I'm like, John, how do you know? How do you have, how, how'd you get my number? And uh, <laughs> he, he laughed. He said, you know, Dabo Sweeney can't quit talking about you and that coffee bean story. And awesome. uh, he said, you know, I, I looked into your backstory. It's just an amazing story. <laughs> he said, Damon, let's write this book. We'll write the coffee bean together. He said, it's a message that needs to be heard around the world. He said, it'll be a bestseller. And I promise you, it will be heard all over the world. And so we did it. And, you know, that book became a bestseller, just like John said. And we get a uh, email. We get an email from the publishers, you know, once a month at least saying the book, book rights have been sold in France and China in uh, in Saudi Arabia, in, in Vietnam, this book is in different languages now over the world. You know, it's in Arabic and Chinese and French and, and Vietnamese. So, um, when that happened, I called the guy that's the head of the Criminal Justice Committee, the chairman of the Criminal Justice Committee in Texas, a guy named Senator John Whitmire. And Senator Whitmire has been someone that's been a big proponent of mine. He's been very supportive of the things I've been doing, going around speaking all over the country. I even brought him with me to the University of Alabama, University of Texas. When I spoke to their football team. So I called Whit Senator Whitmire and I said, hey, Senator Whitmire, I said, I just got a book that came out. It became a bestseller and I sent you a copy of it. He said, and I said, John, Senator Whitmire, you don't have another parolee in the state of Texas. It's a bestselling author. And he laughed and he said, that's the good news and the bad news. He mm -hmm. said, no. He said, what do you want to do? I said, look, I want to take my book, The Change Agent, and my other book, The Coffee Bean, and put a copy of it in all 104 prisons in the state of Texas. Texas has 104 prisons, guys. 155,000 people are locked up in the state of Texas. So I said, Senator Whitmire, I want to do this, but the other thing I want is I want you to help me get the doors open. I want to go into every single prison in the state of Texas, all 104 prisons, and speak to every inmate and share the coffee bean story with them. And he said, Damon, I think that's something we can get behind. And the next day, the head of TDCJ, Director Brian Collier, called me up. And started working out the details. It's going to take me three years to hit all 104 prisons. A very, very wow. big. State. The state of Texas is huge. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's going to be a three-year plan. But whenever I go into these prisons, and I didn't have to sell Mr. Collier on this, he saw it immediately. Is that I have a unique currency to spend with the incarcerated, right? I mean, I've got uh, a position of strength to go in there that every man and woman in the penitentiaries anywhere in America. You know, they can't look at me and say, well, he doesn't know what it's like to have real time. I got right. life. Yeah. You can't get more than that unless you get the death penalty. Or he doesn't know what it's like to do time on a hard unit. I did time on styles. Like I said, I could put it against any unit in America. And so when I go into those prisons, I've got instant buy-in from every single pair of eyeballs looking back at me, and they want what I've got. 
And that's a great position to be in because they're buying what I'm selling. Now, if I was, you know, selling something nefarious, they'd buy that too. But I'm coming in there and selling that I'm coming in there and I'm smuggling in. I tell them every time, every time I go into a prison that they patted me down, they ran me through the scanner before I came in, but they didn't get the one thing I was smuggling in. I wanted to bring y'all today. And that's hope. Mm, Hope is the one thing in short supply. I said, and I tell them every time I am a smuggler of hope guys, and just take this hope and run with it. Because that's the one thing to short supply. And here's what happens in the absence of hope. And here's what I want to feel that void in prisons is, you know, a thirsty man in the desert, if he's thirsty enough and desperate enough, when he sees a mirage, he will drink the sand and the sand will kill him. Mm. And that's the analogy I use with, with other people too. Well, I guess it would be a metaphor. That's the same one I use for people following a bad leader in the absence of good leadership. People will follow a bad leader right off a cliff. Yep. You see it all the time. Look around you right now what's going on. So you see this all the time. And so, my thing is you have to fill that void, that void of the seemingly hopeless. And I always say seemingly hopeless because things are never truly hopeless because we have a chance. We have the opportunity to go in there and change our situation. So it's just seemingly hopeless. And yeah. I want to fill that void. You're, you're a man. hope smuggler, man. Damon, I got to tell you, man, when we started this podcast, this is the type of story and guest and inspiration that we had in mind and before we before we wrap it up i i have just a quick question i have to know does does mr jackson know how he influenced sort of the book and your message and your life's work now no and here's the reason why this is the most frequent question question i get and um mr jackson whenever i met him in dallas county jail he was a muslim convert these guys when they when they convert to islam they give up what's called their government. They give up their government name and take up a, a Muslim name. So his, you know, my government name is Damon West, and they give this up. Think of Cassius Clay sure. becoming Muhammad Ali when he's in prison. Sure. Yeah. Same thing goes on. This guy's name he went by was Muhammad, and it, it's not really an environment that's conducive to saying, "Hey, what's your real name? What's your real right. name?" Right. So, I don't have that information. I've tried to look him up. I've tried to find him. I can't. I just gotta hope that if it's in the cards, he will find me. Because this story keeps getting out there more and more. There's no way he could not know that that was his. I think the, the most surprising part for him is going to be that the person he had that conversation with made it to the other side like I did. Because yeah. he's probably telling the story to me from his perspective thinking this guy's going to be devoured. He's a little yeah. bitty white guy going to the penitentiary. He'll be devoured. He'll never see this guy again. Yeah, but he planted the seeds that have grown now into a forest. So cool. Well, my guess is that there are many, many Mr. Jacksons out there who need to hear this message, and Mrs. Jacksons, and Miss Jacksons, and all Ms. Jacksons, and call me Janet if you're nasty, Jack and Jacksons, Absolutely. or whatever it is. So. What uh, I, we want to make sure that people can stay in touch with you and yeah. learn more about your story and the ability to have you speak and all those things. We are we're huge fans of yours. What's the best way for people to stay in touch with you? Yeah, my website, DamonWest.org, D-A-M-O-N-W-E-S-T.org. Uh, my website, you can find uh, you know the books I've written on there. You can find an email address to email me about coming out to your school, your organization, your team. Uh, I, I mean, I, I speak to corporations now. I speak to groups. Any team or organization can use the Coffee Bean Method because what the Coffee Bean Method is is about positivity. And, and I want to take that positivity and weave it into the story of what's going on where you are. Well, you're doing it, man. You're like one of the most positive people we've ever had a chance to talk to before the show uh, a couple times in the past. And uh, you're, you're fantastic. I would love to be able to 
just see you do your thing on stage. Maybe not in prison, you know. I, I, I tried to get into Folsom Prison. They won't let me in. So I'm not as good of a hope smuggler as you are. So really, we're, we're so thankful, Damon, that you just took a moment and, uh, and spent some time with us. And uh, tell Trey we said hello. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the show, my friend. Well, guys, thank you for the opportunity so much, man. You gave me a chance to be useful today, and that keeps me sober. You're thank too you. good. Thanks, Damon. Rock on, my friend. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we're exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers, the industry's leading resource for booking conference keynotes. To start your unforgettable experience, go to KeplerSpeakers.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on.